0: A'udhu billahi minash shaytanirajim, bismillahirrahmanirrahim, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, wa sallallahu tebarak wa ta'ala wa sallama ala Sayyidina muhammadin, Sayyidina wa sanadina wa habibina wa shafi'ina wa maulana, sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa azwajihi wa dhuriyatihi wa ahli beytihi wa man tabi'ahum bi ihsanin ila yawmiddini wa ba'd Uh, We have a little bit of unfinished business from the uh, last bab of uh, last week. We finished on babu fadli ta'jil al-fitri wa ma yuftaru alayhi wa ma yaquluhu ba'd iftarihi. The chapter regarding the virtue of hastening, opening the fast when the fast is over, and that upon which the fast should be opened and what a person should say uh, after opening his fast. Ibn Allan in his sharh, uh, he very aptly points out, that um the chapter title the last item in it mentions that you know what a person should say when the fast opens and there's no hadith about that that part of it is not there so he uh uh he brings um he brings whatever was missing and there's a reason there must be a reason the thing is with books right they're never quite finished and in the old days, people didn't used to just send them to Penguin books, books or Puffin books or whatever for editing and things like that. So books, oftentimes there are different versions of them depending on when the person learned it from the Sheikh. So the things in the earlier part of life are there. The things in the later part of life uh, are not and vice versa. And uh, um, so the Lord knows why. I mean, one of the shurut that Nauhi that, Ta'ala uh, brings for, including a, a, a hadith in the is that it should reach a certain criterion of authenticity, of صحة. Um And because he's a muhaddith, he probably had a very particular thing in mind, or it's possible at any rate he had a very particular criterion in mind, and maybe he couldn't find a hadith that meets that, that criterion, so he omitted mention of any of them. Uh, but uh, Ibn Alan, he brings something at any rate uh, from that, uh, you know, from the hadith of the Prophet وسلم, that have to do with what you should say, when you open your fast this it is fajaan ibn umar radhiyallahu ta'ala anhum qala kana anabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam idha aftara qala dhahaba adh-dhama' wa thallat al wa thabata al insha'allahu ta'ala it's uh, narrated in uh uh it's narrated in ibn da- uh, sorry in abu daud that the rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam he would open his fast he would say that the thirst has gone away and the blood vessels have been quenched and uh, uh, uh or moistened and the reward is has been entered in had been has been logged in inshallah uh, by the will of god most high and the other uh the other uh dua and muadhin uh ibn Zahrata. And قَالَ إِنَّ النَّبِيَّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ كان إِذَا قَالَ اللَّهُمَّ لَكَ السمت رِزْقِكَ أفترته. رَوَاهُ أَبُوْ مُرْسَلًا So Mu'ad bin Zahra is not a companion, he's a tabi'i. And he narrates this hadith that the Prophet ﷺ um, that uh, he, he said when he would open his fast, O oh Allah for you have I fasted and upon your provision have I uh, opened my fast. And, you know, it's mursal, meaning what? That it's not directly narrated by Sahabi a Sahabi, but the fact that Abu Dawud, you know, includes it includes in his marasil um, is worthy of note. And the idea of whether mursal hadith, a hadith in which the Sahabi is missing, but it's narrated by upright narrator from the tabi'een who doesn't narrate spurious things. Um, this idea that this is automatically if the first person in the Ummah from the usuliyyin who brought it is Imam and that's like the 3rd century. Otherwise, before that, Malik Abu Hanifa, the other uh, great Imams before, uh, they said, you know, they considered the marasil to, when they come from a, a source that is uh, credible, that the marasil are, are sahih, and in fact, sometimes they're more sahih, because one of the reasons that The narrator wasn't mentioned in certain things was because things are common knowledge, right? It's the same thing even in in academia. Nowadays, if you find something like four or more like sources, then you don't have to, you don't have to give a citation why it's considered common knowledge. And uh, as time goes on, you see actually more and more weird questions come up from people. Somebody will start to ask, how do we know that Friday is actually like the Jama'ah of the time of the Prophet sallallahu I don't think anyone would ask questions like that. How do we know where the Kaaba the Kaaba is in the same place that it was back then, or like you know these types of things? People will ask more and more weird questions, you know, that are, are es- essentially assumed to be common knowledge from from the old from the old days, and it may not be an issue of old days or uh, new days. Uh, sometimes different people, their minds go to different places because of cultural or whatever issues. Uh, and so the point is, is that uh, uh, the reason I mention all of this is that. Uh, you know, some masjid uncle, he pious man, good man, mashallah. He forwarded me a TikTok. Angie, where we're we gonna learn our deen from now? TikTok, Chinese spyware, right? So he 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 forwarded me a TikTok that one of his like relatives sent him, saying that this, uh, you know, that there's some guy you know who seemed pretty. If we were to call in like a bet to Vegas, I would probably put my money on not him not knowing Arabic at all um and he he was saying oh this you know ala it's not even a dua and uh, uh you know because you're saying oh allah on your for you i fasted and on your risk i've uh, uh, on your provision i opened my fast that's not even a dua first of all the Rasulullah said it's so we register that it's something to say just for that reason the second thing is this is that people are daft when it comes to literature not everything a person claims is shirk is shirk. Not everything a person claims is kufr is kufr. Not everything a person claims is wrong is wrong. There's more ways than one to read or understand things than, than, than literally. And literal understanding is not uh, uh, the way human beings talk to each other. If someone says, give me a hand, and uh, then the person, they take a machete and chop their hand off and give it to them. Or say, hey, you know, I have a bunch of hands that chopped off from other people. I need my hands, but there's other people's. You know, here's another person's hand. Go ahead, have it, right? You would scream like you're a freak, right? That's not how human communication works. And so the a person can assume that that the, the book of Allah and the speech of the Rasul, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, was meant to be conveyed in a way that human beings will understand it and will touch them. It's not meant to be conveyed like 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 machine code. And even if it was the amount of specificity that would be there uh, would actually end up losing people information rather than gaining it to them. And it would cause other problems as well. So it is the way it is. This doesn't mean everything is up for grabs. That, oh, look, you know, like here, pork being haram, it's just like, it's like a metaphor for like, just don't, you know, do harm to other people. And as long as we're okay with it, it's fine. You know, like, that's what, you know, it's not like that. There's an entire set of qawaneen of how Language is understood that allows you to identify where a metaphor is being used and where literalism is being used, etc, etc. And so when a person says, Oh Allah, uh, for, you know, for you I fasted and on your uh, risk I'm opening my fast. It's a show of a person's slavehood to Allah Ta'ala. And it is also implicit in it is the, the, the idea that a person did this for reward. And so, you know, it's implicit in it is asking for a reward from Allah Ta'ala. Moana Rashid Ahmed Gangohi, Rahimullah Ta'ala. No, Hazrat Tanwi, Rahimullah Ta'ala. Somebody once asked him, What's the point of making dua if Allah Ta'ala already knows what we want, what we need? And he says, The point is not to educate Allah Ta'ala about something he didn't know. The point is that you should show your slavehood to him. That's what the whole point of ibadah is. Because he already knows. He knows more than whatever, you know. And he knows stuff behind that as well. Uh, But uh, your job is to show your slavehood to Allah Ta'ala and that's what's going on here so this is a a very beautiful show of slavehood to Allah Ta'ala and uh, the fact that it's narrated in Mursalan It means that 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 According to Khilaf it may be considered a weak Hadith, but the the older generations of the Salaf were more authoritative. They didn't consider it that way and uh, secondly uh, it's not, it's not something that we would build because there's a difference of opinion. We wouldn't build aqidah on it. right? We won't send someone to jail or, or build our law, legal code on it. But as a dua, even the later fuqaha and muhaddithin they, they consider it to be um, permissible to use because from the Bab al it doesn't really change functionally how anything works in the deen. And so it's a book that is, the, even the sharah is himself a shafi'i. So he, he mentioned it. And the reason he mentioned it is because it's there's nothing wrong with a person saying these du'as. And if a person doesn't want to, it's not far at any rate. But to, you know, get up on what? On TikTok and then tell people that this is life and it's wrong and blah 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 and it's not even a du'a. This is a type of jahalim mockery. It's not it's not it's not cool. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. But it's it shows, it betrays a, a type of boldness, uh, in talking about things that people don't know that they shouldn't they shouldn't show. So we continue then Babu al saimi bihifzi lisanihi wa jawarihihi an al mukhalafat wa nahwiha. the chapter regarding the commandment to the one fasting to guard his tongue and his limbs and uh, uh, his tongue and his limbs uh, from violating the sacred law and from cursing and getting into cussing matches with other people and things like that and things like that now in order to understand this a person has to understand in the istilah of the spiritual discourse of islam and the technical vocabulary what does the word jariha mean what does the word jariha and jawarih mean right limbs like a person when they think about limbs like linguistically you mean like your hands and your feet maybe some other bodily projections or whatever but uh uh, that's not what's only meant by limbs in terms of the spiritual discourse of the Prophet Wasallam. Rather, the limbs are not the limbs that are being mentioned here. Not the limbs of the body, but they're the limbs of the heart. That the heart itself is um, in a protected place. Nobody can choose it. Choose what goes inside, what comes out. Nobody can impact it. Nobody can force it to do anything. You torture a person to death, but you can't make them like something they don't like, or hate something they don't hate. Um, or, you know, wish for something they don't wish for. You can make them lie about it. You can make them betray information. You can make them do a lot of stuff. But, like, at any rate, the betrayal itself is from coercion. It's not not that the coercion itself becomes compliance until the person themselves chooses to make it compliance. So it's like a fortified, it's like the fortified keep uh, of a person, their spiritual uh, composition. But it has gates that impact it, just like the, the, the limbs are kind of connected to the main part of the body. Uh, just like that, the, uh, the limbs of the heart are those things that, that, that are not external, but that take input from the external world and then can affect the heart with it. So it includes the physical limbs, but it also includes the stomach. That if you eat halal, it has a good effect on your heart. If you eat haram, it has a bad effect on your heart. It can, you know, it's the thing. If you look at halal, it has a good effect on your heart. If you look at haram, it has a bad effect on your heart. You know, if you listen to haram, it has a bad effect on your heart. If you listen to good speech, it has a good effect on your heart. If you listen to stuff that really may not technically be haram, but it's just a waste of time, then it will fill your heart with fluff. It will, you know, make it lose its focus. Uh, like that the sexual organs like that the tongue that the tongue everything it says it sends a a carbon copy to the heart as well so this is one reason people should be careful from you know speaking negative too much because the negativity also feeds back into them as well and uh you know you think you're harming or saying bad about other people but you're really also giving a copy of the harm to yourself so the person should hold back and sometimes people say well someone has to say it. you know someone had to say it yeah that's fine but this is a precept about the real world that there's too many zombies and not enough lighter fluid You're not gonna the thing about zombies. You're not gonna like get them all You have to pick your battles because there's only so much you can burn before you yourself catch on fire and uh, The sharia doesn't obligate anybody or even encourage anybody to destroy themselves in the pursuit of, of fixing problems so uh so that's that's what he means by uh, That the lisan is that the tongue is one of the limbs, uh, but it's mentioned primarily because of its song, because of its uh, important position, uh, in terms of its impact on the uh, on a person's makeup, and uh, then afterward all of the other. Limbs go underneath it. The tongue is important, right? And a person like you know, people speaking ill through lying and cheating, through speaking ill words, you can invalidate your iman. You can enter into kufr al billah. A person can commit sins with the tongue that a person can't. You know, there's a there's a, it's a, there's some of the Athar indicate that, uh, uh, that 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 backbiting people, is worse than zina. You know, and a person can backbite like thirty people in a day. There are people who are like on Tinder, they're trying to commit zina for like the last several months, not happening. But the tongue, even the most ugly and out of shape and bad smelling one of us can backbite so many people so quickly. So this is one of the reasons the tongue is mentioned uh, in the front. But, uh, you know, of course, every time there's some doom and gloom and like really bad news, depressing news when it comes to these things. And that is depressing if a person thinks about it's bad news, it's not good. Uh, but the flip side of the coin is that there's a lot of good news with it as well, that the, uh, the tongue everybody was given, this is a, 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 like a machine for producing, a factory for producing good deeds as well, that a person can you know, say the dhikr of Allah Ta'ala, a person can say a good word to people. A person can teach beneficial knowledge. A person can recite the Quran. Every letter of the recitation of the Quran is ten rewards wrapped up in it. A person can recite قل هُوَ Allahu Ahad" if they don't know if they don't know al- Baqarah, and you can say it again and again. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, it's a very easy good deed that a person can do, and it has a really good impact on the heart. It doesn't mean that if you're a scumbag that you'll necessarily become a good person, but you'll become less of a scumbag. And the door will become apparent to you if you keep at it one day that you can maybe even exit that, 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 that state of being uh, one day. So, uh, you know, remember that, that it, there's two sides of the coin with great, uh, with great harm and great fear and great tragedy and great liability. Um, on the flip side, there's also great help and great good that comes uh, with it as well if you look at it from the other side. عن أبي هريرة رضي الله تعالى عنه قال, قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا كان يوم صوم أحدكم فلا يرفث ولا يسخب فإن أحد أقاتله فليقل إني صائم متفق عليه uh, um, The hadith of the Prophet الله عليه وسلم, very uh, 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 well known and uh, uh, Narrated by Sayyidina Abu Huraira عنه, that if it, it, the day is the day of fast the fast of one of you so Let the person not engage in indecency Don't entertain glances or speech or words or thoughts of indecency In particular, rafath rafat has to do with something of a sexual nature uh, But in general, indecency, let a person not think and talk about indecency and so this is Ghazali rahimahullah ta'ala his model for som is that the, the the first is the psalm of like the legal bare minimum like these are the things that break your fast and then the level above that is this is the psalm of the limbs that the, the physical limbs should not engage in anything that is haram and then there's the 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 highest level that he mentions the psalm khusus al-khusus of uh, not allowing a thought to enter into your mind uh, with regards to haram, if anyone can keep that fast for like five seconds, make du'a for me, good for you. There are people, I have no doubt that there are people who uh, lived their life in such a way and practiced. And also Allah gives them help and aid and gives them madad. And Allah Ta'ala also gives them from His fadl, um, that there are people who maybe lived years of their lives like that. Uh, but uh, it's 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 difficult. So this is how you build up to it. You know, you don't just Mm -hmm. jump from zero to like whatever, but this is how you build up to it, Uh, is that don't entertain those thoughts. It's important also when a person goes for Hajj or Umrah also. Uh, I'm particularly bad about it because I joke a lot with people, and this is a hallmark of American humor. This is one of the reasons nobody gets American jokes like overseas, is because your mind has to quickly devolve to the most indecent meaning of, possible meaning of like, an expression or word or a story or something like that in order to get the joke. And uh, not everybody has that uh, capacity. God bless them. Um, but, uh, so yeah, so people who have, like, met me in Hajj, they're like, they're, they're like, why are you so quiet? And uh, I'm like, it's not that I don't like you, it's just it's Hajj and stuff, you know? So, alhamdulillah, like, we met each other, made dua. You, you can go now. Um, but uh, it says, uh, let a person not entertain indecency and let them not shout or scream and if somebody uh, uh, cusses them out uh, or tries to fight them then just say i'm fasting and this doesn't necessarily mean you know it doesn't necessarily mean you say i'm fasting to the person in america nobody's gonna give a damn most people probably don't even know what it means anyway uh you know like oh yeah you know i didn't eat cotton candy for 40 days at easter or whatever like or that's what they think fasting is like they're not even understand what you're talking about the point is just be like okay just if someone like wants to throw a war just don't show up like don't show up to it that's it that's the way of dealing with that فَلَيْسَ Sayyidina Abu رضي الله who also narrates that the Prophet said that the person who doesn't leave behind lying زُور uh, 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 is lying it means like bearing false testimony uh, but it also means كَذِب in general it just means lies in general a person who doesn't leave behind lying falsehood and acting according to falsehood uh, Allah Ta'ala has no need uh, for them to leave behind their food and their drink, meaning that somehow you're missing the point of your fast. Uh, again, uh, literalism uh, uh, literalism kind of fails here at this point because there's some people who will then say, oh, well, you know, because I backbite or I say I made a lie and whatever. No, no point in fasting for the rest of the day. No, you're still ritually obliged to fast. There's Every deed has... A, a, a sin attached with its, you know, every, every, every obligation has a sin attached with its omission and it has a reward attached with this commission. And it has a responsibility that a person is relieved of, uh, and it has a, an acceptance or rejection. All of them are four different, they're four different issues. They're unchained with one another. And so uh, the fact is a person may fast in such a way. That the fact the fast generates no reward for them whatsoever. They nullify the reward through their own stupidity. But they have to fast all the same. They're still on the hook for it. And if they don't fast, they're still going to pay for it. So it's better, to, it's better to continue and finish the fast. Because that's going to be a whole separate account that, that, that they have to give on the Day of Judgment. Uh, قال ابن بطال ليس معناه انه يؤمر بالاكل والشرب this so the meaning here is not that if a person is going to lie that 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 they're allowed to or they're commanded to eat and to drink انما معناه التحذير uh, تحذير من قول الزور وما معه uh, وهو كقوله من باع الخمره uh, فليشقس الخنازيره he says that the, the, the point is what is that the Rasul Sallallahu is trying to caution people against it because of the enormity and how bad of a sin it is. It's like the hadith of the Prophet who said, Whoever sells wine, why why don't they also just go ahead and like start slaughtering pigs? And the point is not for them to slaughter pigs, but because that was something so hateful the Muslims had in their heart already that it was so hateful to them uh, that uh, um, that that it got the point across. It's not something you want to do. That you should also hate uh, selling wine, uh, just like that. And that's what the what the point is. And uh, again, it's another place where the uh, where the person will say that it's a fail uh, to. Interpret the book of Allah and the Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi so literally, uh, but the point is to understand what is what's trying to be conveyed here. Uh, and so, uh, the uh, Ibn and he quotes a poet who says, with regards to this issue, he says, من الجوع وإن قلت إني سمت يوما فما he says that if you see me uh, not uh, protecting my ears or my my hearing or or my uh, nor nor lowering my gaze uh, nor staying silent in my speech from things I shouldn't say, silent. فحظي إذن he says then my uh, only share of my salm, of my fast and my uh, of my fast is hunger and thirst. I mean, there's no reward in it. And if I say to a person that I fasted today, the reality is I didn't fast. And so that's that's what it means. It's not a legal, not legally saying that the fast is invalid. There were those from the fuqah who said that the fast is invalid, but it's not any of the four madahib. None of those madahib really went anywhere. There's some people in the early, uh, in the, amongst the early imams who said that it's invalid. But uh, in general, the, afterward, the the ummah, no one ever practiced uh, practiced that. But the ummah comes together and says the fast is still valid, but you just destroyed uh, destroyed your reward. As a, a related note, with regards to the selling of wine, uh, um, someone asked me today. They said they came to across a. Krasa, website that sells quote unquote halal wine and it's like something like it's like literally halal wine.com or something like that and uh, apparently they use like reverse osmosis to get the alcohol out of the wine wine is haram for two reasons one is the intoxication and the other is it, it's najasa it's ritually impure it's akin to like eating feces or drinking urine and uh um the reverse osmosis out the alcohol doesn't make it halal it just means it's no longer intoxicating uh, and from that side, one can say that the reason for its hurma, for its prohibition is gone. But from the other side, the reason is completely intact. Uh, and uh, the old fuqaha mentioned very explicitly, even if a person were to uh, boil two thirds of it down to one third, uh, like it's not going to help. And uh, further, further than that, then the argument comes, well, what about vinegar? Vinegar is made from wine and the alcohol is taken out of that. The idea is that the rule is it's haram. The Rasul it's narrated that when wine was announced to be haram, that the Sahaba al-Kiram ta'ala have raised their rank and be pleased with them, that the one who was drinking when he heard the crier say he spilled his cup, and they say that there was wine, the Ansar were known to be people who enjoyed wine actually and there was wine flowing in the, the the gutters of the streets of medina munawwara people broke their casks everything that's it it was gone abu talha was one of the one of the, if not the wealthiest of the Ansar. anhu he was ca- he was a uh, a guardian a trustee of the the wealth of uh, orphans and so some of the orphans whose wealth he was a trustee of part of their like what they owned like the you know their whatever inventory or whatever was casks of wine and so he had a he had a question he asked the messenger of allah sallallahu that uh, th- these casks of wine like what do i do they belong to the orphans obviously like taking something from away from the orphans is kind of like you know okay fine we're all in favor of destroying the wine but this is what they have you know and the rasul sallallahu he said explicitly he said he he says how about you know can i take their casks of wine and turn them into vinegar and the Rasul ﷺ said, 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 break them and throw them out. And uh, the permission for making vinegar and from wine and from using the vinegar made from wine, it comes later, actually. Uh, it's not in the beginning. And in the beginning, what it was, was there's a number of prohibitions that, that, that came down um, in order to get, make people understand that this is wrong, to hate it. Uh, to the point where even to drink, eat and drink out of the vessels that the wine was made in, customarily served in, customarily kept in, stored in, that even to drink water out of them at some point or another becomes becomes haram. And then those things get re- relaxed later on once it becomes clear to people that this really is a bad thing. Otherwise, there are people, like I remember there, I remember there was a, a big uh, dust-up that happened in Pakistan. That uh, there are Athar, for example, about one very famous and very revered for, by all people, companion of the Messenger of Allah ﷺ, an incident regarding his drunkenness, you know? And so there's another sect that has the itikad that, that, that certain people from the companions are, and from the family of the Prophet وسلم, are like uh, infallible. So they made a big thing, you know, people death threats and like cussing at each other, flying back and forth. Why? Like, why is that possible though? Right? Why is that? Po- because in the civilization of Islam, the the hatred of drinking is so deep-seated Amongst sincere, like, Muslims, you know uh, uh, Not nowadays, like, like you know, some Instagram model Like, you know, when she's, like, 25, you know She's like, oh, yeah, my dad said we're, like, Muslim or whatever Like, I'm gonna go have a pakora in Ramadan or whatever And, like, yeah, I'm connecting, to real spiritual Not, like, actual Muslims, like, people who actually pray and stuff, you know uh, um actual I shouldn't say culturally actual Muslims obviously I Aqi that Allah knows who's the actual Muslim on the day of judgment will find out. But the point is is that 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 people who belong to the civilization, whether they're drunkards themselves or not, they know how how they have a deep-seated hatred for this thing. It's a matter of shame even for the person who drinks it, you know? And so the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi did a really good job because there was a time when the Arabs used to not think about it that way that even companions, if we were to mention their names about the incidents of their drunkenness, like a person would be like, like it doesn't register, I don't understand, I don't get it. And the reason for that is what? Is that it wasn't always that way. To make society hate drinking like that, this is actually a great achievement of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa Otherwise, the love of alcohol is like, it's like one of the pillars on which the society is built, uh, and on which every, every kafir society is built. Uh, and so... And so that's, that's uh, you know, yeah, so A, it's not halal, and B, uh, it's a bigger, it's a fail in a bigger way that even, you know, like the vinegar was haram in the beginning. Why? Because it's an objective of the sharia to get people to hate these things. And, uh, you know, it's if you want to drink grape juice, don't drink it out of wine bottle or wine glass go and buy like whatever you want to buy $25 grape juice the Lord gave you mashallah from from your provision a lot and you have you you know you're taking care of what you need to take care of and you give your zakat and sadaqah and whatever and like you bought your like whatever square tile in the masjid usman fundraiser or whatever right like you've done all that dar you raised your hand with all the big shots and everything at the end of it you want to buy a $25 bottle of grape juice that's your problem like I'm not I'm not going to hate on you for that that's fine, but still, don't drink it out of a wine bottle and a wine glass, and be like, "Oh, look, it's, you know, whatever, some stupid French name or whatever." Like, just, just, it's good grape juice. Just drink it. That's fine. Enjoy yourself. Babun fi masailis son. It's a chapter regarding the different uh, some different issues with regards to fasting. Uh, um, وَعَنْ سيدنا أَبِي هُرَيْرَةَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تعالى عَنْهُ عَنِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ قَالَ إِذَا نَسِيَ أحدكم it's a well known hadith narrated by Abu Hur ta'ala anhu that uh, that he said that the messenger the Prophet said if a person forgets and they forgetfully eat or drink, then let them keep fasting, like during the fast. Let them keep fasting because and just consider that Allah, you know, that food and drink was Allah feeding them and, and giving them to drink. Now, uh, it's famous uh, that amongst the fuqaha, most of them meant that this, they, they took this hadith to mean that the, the fast is not broken. Malik says, no, the fast is broken, and because of the hurma of the day, a person has to keep the rest of the fast. But the point is that there's no sin, it's not that you don't have to make it up. There's no sin, uh, and it's not that you don't have to make it up. Uh, but uh, uh, one way or the other, both of them, the hadith, the meaning of the hadith is not violated by either of the. Uh, by either of the interpretations. Uh, although oftentimes we read into a text what's not actually there because of our own understanding, but the text of the hadith can bear both both meanings. Warawa وروا عبد الرزاق عن عمر بن دينار أن إنسان جاء أبا هريرة رضي الله عنه فقال أصبحت سائما فدخلت على رجل فنسيت فطعمت فقال لا بأس ثم دخلت على آخر فنسيت فطعمت وشربت فقال لا بس أطعمك الله وصاقاك قال ثم دخلت على آخره فنسيت فطعمته قال أهريرة أنت إنسان لم تتعود على السيام التتعود السيام ابن علان brings uh, kind of at the end of the uh, the end of his commentary on this hadith uh, a story narrated by Abdul Razak in his Musannath by Amr bin Dinar uh, Shaykh from the Aslaf, right? The, the the Musannaf of Abdul Razak Of Ibn Abi Shayba right? the, the, the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is there in it as well But there are a number of very interesting anecdotes About the Aslaf of the companions And the the, 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 the Aslaf, their fatawa Their positions, things that happened to them it's, a, it, it's interesting, it's important Even if you like, you know, say Well, I, only if it's narrated by the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, I'm going to follow it um, But it's interesting to know what their culture Their civilization was like and what their dispositions were like. And so he mentions that a man came to Abu Huraira, Amr bin Dinar mentions in this narration of Abdul Razak that a man came to Abu Huraira Allah ta'ala anhu, he says, I woke up with the intention of fasting, and then I went and visited somebody, and I I, I ate, like, unforgetfully. And so, Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu says, it's okay, it's like no big deal. Uh, he says, Labas. it's like it'll be okay. And so he says, then I went to another, visited another person and I forgot again and I ate and drank over there. He says, it's okay, may Allah Ta'ala feed you and may He give you to drink. Or also it could mean that Allah is the one who gave you to eat and Allah is the one who gave you to drink. He says, then I went to another person and I forgot and I ate again. Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu says, he says, he says it seems like you're, you're you're not accustomed to keeping fast. <laughs> you know, so but even that, even that it's, he was nice to him, like he said. So he made like an excuse for him. You know, kind of shows their their disposition, their their lutf, That he goes, you know, maybe it's not your, you know, because Ramadan, everyone's fasting. Maybe someone tried to keep enough of fast. I, I, you know, this happened to me. I remember when I was a kid, um, uh, I made up a fast that I was sick for. You know, during Ramadan, and uh, that's, that say happened because nobody else is fasting, so you don't even think about it. You know, so maybe you're just not accustomed to fasting. Uh, again, though, uh, this hadith, you know does a person have to make it up or not it could bear both meanings the point is though it's not a sin a person shouldn't beat themselves up about it you know they're trying it happens علقيت ابني صبره رضي الله تعالى عنه قال قلت يا رسول الله اخبرني عن الوضوء قال اصبغ الوضوء وَخَلِّلْ بين الاصابع وبالغ في الاستنشاق الا ان تكون صائما رواه ابو والترمذي وقال حديث حسن صحيح so uh, uh, this laqit, uh, uh, laqit uh, um, is like something that that's, that was lost that got found, right? Uh, uh, he says laqit bin Sabra. Uh, uh, Hafiz bin Hajar mentions that Sabra is the name of his uh, of his grandfather, and his name, his father's name is Amir, and he was also a companion, and he himself uh, laqit is also a a, a companion, and his hadith come. Uh, in Bukhari, and they come in the four uh, Sunan. Uh, uh, Ibn Abdul Bar says that, uh, 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 that that he comes with these different names, and so some of the uh, some of the Muhadithin mention him, him by one name, and some mention him by another. Sometimes, when somebody's like grandfather or ancestor, is more famous they they just call the, the the descendants of that house by the fam- more famous uh, uh, ancestor, and so some of the hadithen in their biographical dictionaries they they mention them as separate people, but the tahqiq is that they're the same, and the reason they mention them as separate people is because of the possibility that they may be separate people, but then afterward, upon reconciliation of the un- athar, a- 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 that the person who's narrating from someone someone. May only have a couple of narrations, but then the person who gathers all the narrations together can kind of connect the dots. They say it's the same, it's the same person. He says, I said, O Messenger of Allah, inform me about wudu. He said, uh, paint the limbs with wudu and uh, make sure to rub between the fingers and uh, uh, emphatically rinse out your nose. Uh, uh, meaning, sniff the water up your nose and then blow it out. Except for if you're fasting. If you're fasting, you don't have to, you know, because you're gonna end up swallowing some water. You know, just do it lightly. Um, in the Maliki school, I, I, maybe other people can inform me if they have, if they remember the masala from the book. Um, the a person who has a dry mouth when they're fasting, the amount of water that kind of absorbs into the mouth from gargling whether it's in wudu or not, not from wudu, but it doesn't go down the throat but it just absorbs it in the mouth that much is forgiven that's not that doesn't break the fast but again a person should just take it easy <laughs> Calata canar Rasulullahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Yusubihunuba Minhari Hulu Mintum Yasumu Mutafa Kun Ali. Say the Aisha radiullah ta'ala anha uh um <laughs> uh 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 uh, 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 she, uh uh she mentions that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sometimes the dawn would break. And uh, he would be in a state of major ritual impurity. Then he would uh, take uh, his ritual bath, but it doesn't. He and he would fast, meaning it didn't affect the validity of the fast. That you don't have to be in Tahara in order for the fast to be valid. You can be in, in janaba, and the fast is still valid as long as you're not doing the thing that actually causes the janaba after the time the dawn breaks. And in another narration, say the Aisha and Umm Salama radiAllahu taala uh, the two mothers of the believers they both narrated that the messenger of allah sallallahu would wake up uh, uh, in a state of uh, ritual impurity uh, and they would this is their polite way of saying it that not from not from a nocturnal emission but from not from nocturnal emission meaning from relations that, that a husband has with the wife and he would fast that, that it wouldn't uh, invalidate yeah, it wouldn't invalidate the fast and uh, the Rasul ﷺ, he didn't used to have the nocturnal emission. That didn't, it, it didn't happen to him. Uh, it's mentioned by a number of number of ulama that, that that didn't happen to him. Um, so his janaba was all from uh, what the relations are between a husband and a wife. Babu Bayani Fadli Sawmi al-Muharrami wa Sha'ban al-Ashhur al-Hurum The chapter regarding the Virtue of fasting in the month of Muharram and uh, Sha'ban and these sacred months. So what are the sacred months? Three of them are together and one is separate. The three that are together are Dhul-Qa'dah, uh, Dhul-Hijjah and Muharram. And the one that's apart is Rajab, uh, uh, which is kind of not that far away. An Hurairah anhu قال, قال الله صلى الله عليه وسلم افضل الصيام بعد رمضان شهر الله الحرام المحرم وافضل الصلاه بعد الفريضه صلاه الليل mm-hmm. رواه مسلم عن ابي هريره رضي الله عنه uh, he mentions that the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam the messenger of allah sallallahu said that the most virtuous of fasting after ramadan is the month uh, of the month of allah uh, المحرم. Uh, and the month of Allah meaning what all of the months belong to Allah Ta'ala but the nisbah to Allah Ta'ala is a nisbah of tashrif in order to show its virtue. Uh, just like a person may be the father of many children but if like one of their children does something good they say that's my child. Of course they're all they're all his ch- children but it's a, a way of sh- showing praise and, 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 and indicating virtue. It says the best of uh, prayers are the prayers in the night. Now. The question comes up, which is that uh, there are those who say that the 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 f- Nafl fast of uh, of Arafat is more virtuous, uh, or the the fasting of the first ten nine days of the Hijjār more virtuous, and uh, the Mashayikh write that here the meaning is the entire month, the fasting of the entire month. And you don't fast the entire Zul hijjah because it's haram to fast on Eid in the two days after it. Uh, so, uh, there is some dis- debate and dispute amongst the ulama as to whether it's more virtuous to fast the day of Arafah or the day of uh, of Ashura. And in general, in general, the ulama prefer the day of Arafah, but there are those who said that, the, that they preferred the day of Ashura. But... The fact is that that's indisputable is that nobody fasts the entire Dhul-Hijjah because that involves sin. Whereas Muharram, the entire Muharram can be fasted and Allah knows best. وَأَنْ عَيْشَةَ رَضِي اللَّهُ عَنْهَا قَالَتْ لم يكن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يسوم من شهر أكثر من شعبان فإنه كان يسوم شعبان كله وفي رواية كان يسوم شعبان إلا قليلاً Muttafaqun uh, alayhi says Aisha Aisha ta'ala anha narrates that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam didn't used to fast in any month more than his fast in Sha'ban. And he used to uh, sometimes fast all of Sha'ban. And in another narration that he used to fast Sha'ban except for very little. And so the, the, the commentators then differ about this except for very little. Does it mean that he fasted all of Sha'ban? Except for a few times that he didn't fast the whole thing, or did he fast all the time, most of it, except for a few days? And both meanings are muhtamal, but the, 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 the benefit of the qaid is this, and that the reason the Rasul used to omit sha'ban some days, if not from every sha'ban, then from some days, uh, from some of the years, just so people didn't used to think it's uh, it's Fard. so that they didn't get the wrong impression that it's wajib. Otherwise, the fast of Sha'ban has a number of benefits, not the least of which is the cleaning of a person's slate in the preparation for Ramadan. Uh, again, but with the, the, the caveat that we mentioned in weeks before and weeks past, that uh, person, it doesn't weaken them from their resolve from being able to uh, fast the month of Ramadan properly. وَعَنْ مُجِيبَةَ عَنْ أَبِيهَا أو عَمِّهَا أنه أتى رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ثم طلق فأتاه بعد سنة وقد تغيرت حاله وحيئته فقال يا رسول الله أما تعرفني قال صلى الله عليه وسلم ومن أنت قال أنا الباهلي الذي جئتك عام الأول قال فما غيرك وقد كنت حسن الهيئة قال ما أكلت طعاما منذ فارقتك إلا بليلا فقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم عذبت نفسك ثم قال صم شهر الصبر ويوم من كل شهر قال, قال زدني فإن بي قوة قال صم يومين قال زدني قال صم ثلاثة أيام قال زدني قال صم من الحرم وترك صم من الحرم وترك صم من ال... Uh uh Harumi Watruk Kala bi Sabihi Athalatha Fadamaha uh Thum Arsalaha Rawahu Abu Daoud Sabri Ramadana. So Mujiba from the tr the tr the, 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 the Bahili tribe um she narrates from her father or from her uncle so this mujiba she is herself a, 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 a according to Hafiz Ibn Hajr in his taqrib he mentions that she's herself a companion. She's from the register of the companions. of Allah ta'ala be pleased with all of them. Uh, and uh, uh, Ibn Athir says that her her, her name, uh, he found in the atraf of Mizzi, that her her father's name is uh, Abu Mujiba Abdullah bin Harith al-Bahili. Uh, and as for her, her uncle, uh, it's it's not known. Uh, who 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 uh uh who he was which says either from her father or from her uncle uh she narrates that uh he came to the messenger of Allah وسلم, and uh he then left his uh you know he left his- side he left from wherever he was and then he came back and returned to meet him after a year and his condition and the way he carried himself had changed, and he said, Oh Messenger of Allah, don't you remember me or don't you know me?" And the Rasul Salallahu said, "And who are you?" He says, "I'm the Bahili, the the person from the Bahili tribe, uh, who came to you a year ago." And uh, the Rasul Salallahu asked him, "Then then what changed you? Like what's what's affected you?" And uh, he said, y- "You used to be, you used to have a." a you used to carry yourself with in a beautiful way. He says, well, I haven't eaten anything since I left you except for at night. Meaning I fasted every day since since we've been apart. So the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said to him, he says, you've tortured yourself. You've tortured yourself. He says, and then he said, fast a month of patience, meaning fast a month of Ramadan uh this is mentioned in a number of hadith that this is the month of patience and it's mentioned uh, also in this in the in, in the commentary here by Nawi later on he says fast a month of patience meaning fast a month of Ramadan and then fast one month from every month thereafter. He says give me give me more, let me fast more because I have strength. He says, okay, fast two days then he says give me more He says fast three days he says give me more he says, give me more. He says fast uh, uh, some days from the sacred months and leave some days he says fast some days from the sacred months then leave some days he says fast some days from the sacred months and leave some days uh with three fingers he put them together and then he separated them sallallahu alaihi wasallam. and so the most virtuous fasts uh, uh, fast in general are from the, the 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 sacred months which are again as was mentioned rajab and Dhu'l qada and Dhul-Hijjah and Muharram with the exception of of the days of Eid. Sallallahu ta'ala ar-Rasulihi Sayyidina Muhammad wa alihi wa sahbihi wa